This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. With me, Heidi Hollis, on iHeartRadio at Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is where you go when you want to learn the latest when it comes to anything out of the ordinary. From shadow people to Bigfoot, Catman to angels, Jesus to the devil himself. Yeah, we go there. We talk about it all. There are no limitations. In fact, I open up the door to you guys. If you have experienced anything out of the ordinary and you want a little insight, a little friendly advice, or if you just want to share your personal opinion, um, <laughs> write me. Go to HeidiHollis.com or for those of you who cannot spell my name, ShadowFolks.com takes you to the same location. And tell me your stories. Tell me what is going on. Give me as much detail as you'd like. And follow me on all social media at one Heidi Hollis. And also go to my YouTube channel, which is Heidi Hollis. So youtube.com forward slash Heidi Hollis. You know, it has been a very happening and hopping time for the whole ufology field, right? 
there's so much in the news all the time. I mean, there's <laughs> crashes happening out in Vegas where a family just so happened to not have a camera on their hands uh, called an iPhone or Android uh, <laughs> to videotape what's going on in their backyard. I bet there's something going on. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's so much happening. And there's something in the news constantly. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, he had his uh, hearing where he was presenting a lot of brave folks stepping forward about their personal experiences when it came to serving this country and having to do things that... Um, they had to sign non-disclosure agreements about. That is where you have to keep mum on anything that you bore witness to. And I'm talking about deathly stuff, death threat-like stuff. It really broke my heart on what I was seeing. Um, and it gives me perspective, honestly, because I'm like, yeah, I've talked to a lot of ex-military folks who have confessed I did A, B, C, D, and E, and it involved really high-tech stuff and non-human things as well. So what is that? How could they keep that to themselves? Well, they don't. That's how we learned these things. But then they were getting knocked off or threatened, uh, their careers torn apart. And uh, also to have things like your whole wealth destroyed, as one gentleman shared um, with Dr. Stephen Greer. Just horrific stuff. You know, and it's all for what? These people are building up castles on this planet when they should be building castles in the sky. You know, afterlife stuff, people. I mean, why risk doing a whole, whole planet dirty, keeping us in the dark so you could profit with these little, little shiny rocks <laughs> that back up pieces of paper. I'm talking about gold to dollar bills. For what? Is it really absolutely that worth it? I mean, man, you will not survive this life. I'm telling you. And there is an afterlife. A am I worried for people going to a Hades-like place? Um, there are some dark places, people. It's places that you would not want to be in. And yeah, yeah. It is kind of uh, hellish. Mm-hmm. It is. So, I don't understand. I mean, it's the almighty dollar bill to be able to hire people to do things for you and to live in a big, giant mansion. It's all worth it, huh? We should be living in the times of Star Trek. I've been saying that for years. We should be with the technologies that we're able to access now. And, uh, you know, uh, I had some contacts with some positive alien beings that informed me how when downed craft are taken and re-engineered and whatever, or they try to fly these craft, I should say, try to fly these craft off planet. And uh, it was given the example to me, like, if you saw your stolen car go and pass you, would you want it back? Oh, yeah, I would. I'd want it back. And it's like, well, we take them back. We don't allow them to go off planet. They have to build it themselves is what I was told. So all this reverse engineering, why it's being done, why, why don't they just fly what they got, right? If they could fly what they got, then it would be easy peasy, but they're not flying or they're destroyed or it's not made for us um, or they can't go off planet. 
And so they're having to create these big black operations where they're creating these things. And like uh, Dr. Greer was hinting to uh, during his uh, hearing bit was there is a dark force, a dark government that lies in wait and controls all the in-betweens. And, and you know, I'm sure they're paying their <laughs> gunmen very well that they would kill innocent Americans or citizens around the world. I mean, this is some dark stuff, guys. This is really dark. And, uh, you know, in the face of all of this going on right now, people are so like, well, feelings exist. Does that mean God still exists? Is Christ real? You know, I sit here as a person that has witnessed things that are off planet. Okay, not from here. (laughs) Beings, craft, all of that. And they acknowledge God is real. They acknowledge that Christ was real. Okay. Am I saying Jesus is flying around on a ship? I didn't see him flying around on a ship. Okay. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think people can always put God or Jesus or, you know, this understanding of faith under a microscope to be able to say, aha, that's where he fits in. There's so much. There's so much. So, um, yeah, there, there's um, a lot of things going on. And I think uh, a lot of faith-based folks are going to have to uh, catch up to this because I have faith. Okay, I shouldn't say faith-based. Um, really um, limited talk that happened in some of the institutions that said to a lot of their congregation, well, those things are all this or all that. Don't pay it no mind. And not having paid it any mind for such a long time, People are having to take a lot in, you know, and um, it is being repeated and leaked out and told in our ears by so many people um, that are ex-military, ex-government folks, uh, letting us, all of us that are are doing these types of shows, podcasts, radio shows, and and whatnot, um, and, and going on other programs, uh, not just talking to us privately, but being interviewed on different programs, letting us know that within the next six months, and Dr. Greer even said this, there's going to be a lot of information coming down the pike, okay? A lot of information. So buckle up! <laughs> buckle up! What does this entail? Who knows? Who knows? Um, does it... Does it um, weigh in as being truthful like David Grush I kept saying Grush but David Grush uh, very brave stepping forward under a lot of scrutiny uh, you know he was hired to work for the Arrow the U- UAP task force only to not be told the truth and got to the bottom of it and shared um, there's a lot hidden now the folks that are hiding it have been bullying people for a very, very long time and making sure a lot of people were miserable, holding truths to themselves, I'm sure, that kept them up at night and and made them feel guilty that they saw technology that could save their dying kid or something, and they they couldn't talk about it. Imagine that. That's, That's really heavy stuff. Very heavy stuff. So who do I blame for that? Well... Mankind, I don't know. Shooting themselves in the foot, is that really helpful for even that person? I can't help but to think of dark influences. And uh, 
shadow people, the hat man phenomenon. This is something I've been talking about forever. And I got this information from beings not quite from here, you know, that have been interpreted as being something alien or angelic even. So, uh, you know, I want you guys to pay attention to all of what you're feeling on the inside as these things get revealed, okay? How you're feeling, where you're going, um, what this might all lead to soul-wise, okay? Because these beings have souls and some of them have been possessed. So there are negative beings because they've been taken over by what? What do I talk about all the time? Shadow people, hat man. Mm-hmm. Those things are not from here. They are not. And a lot of these beings that are infiltrating and causing issues, they've been conquered. Okay? They've been possessed. It sounds crazy, but huh, one of our favorite pastimes is watching horror movies of people becoming possessed. So I think a lot of people know the possibilities. Okay? So they could be victimized as well. Keep that all in mind because... Um, there's going to be a lot of shakedown, a whole lot. And uh, I'm going to be talking about the next step in the Shadow People Hatman conversation. So you guys are going to need to go over to my YouTube channel um, where I'm going to be talking about more of that. So uh, it is uh, Heidi Hollis. That's my YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, I'll be breaking it down. And you know what? Since the UFO conversation is hot and happening in this country, I thought it would be a good idea to see what's going on across the pond when it comes to the conversation and what they think about all of this. So I have an awesome guest on the program today. It is Holly Wood. Mm-hmm. That's her name. I get called Holly all the time. They blend my first and last name. People write in emails. They tell me in person all the time. And uh, I don't take insult to it, but... Hey, we got a Hollywood on the show today, and uh, I think you're going to really find it fascinating what she's discussing, where she's going, what she's uh, what she's doing over there in England when it comes to UAP, UFO, and uh, yeah, even adapting and adapting that name, UAP. I, I was really surprised that uh, we're influencing over there. Um, I prefer UFO. I always say it, but uh, either way, we're going to have a fascinating conversation. So stick around after the break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As promised, I have a fabulous guest today. Hailing from the UK, Hollywood was brought up by a renowned mystic and follower of ancient wisdom. As a seasoned public relations specialist, entrepreneur, and investor, Holly applies her diverse skills to explore the enigma of the UFO phenomena. She moderates and facilitates human-initiated contact events, or heists and Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, CE5 groups. She also spearheads Brits and Ufology, a gathering of the UK's most prominent researchers, authors, podcasters, and journalists engaged in the UIP phenomena. So I'd like to welcome Holly Wood to the program. How are you doing there, Holly? Hi, Heidi. I am doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I have to say, uh, I was telling you just before that we got on here, I always get called Holly all the day, all the day long. I, I'm not kidding. No. It's like emails, text messages. They just blend my first and last name. And then once I tell other people that they start calling me Holly, even if they didn't before, I'm like, OK, and, you know, it's a great name, though, <laughs> though right? <laughs> Listen, I'm probably biased, but hey, Holly's a great name. <laughs> I like Holly. And I love that your, your parents had fun with your name. Like, that is really your name, Holly Wood. Rocket. That's awesome. Holly Wood. It really <laughs> is. And, you know, it, it keeps me out of trouble because nobody ever forgets my name. So it keeps me out of trouble and it keeps me on the straight and narrow because it's such a memorable name. So. Yeah, it's a thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Right. Hey, that is true. That's, that's amazing. So, you know, you have been involved in so many things surrounding the phenomena of UFOs and whatnot. I want to know what got your interest to begin with. 
So um, it all started for me when I was really young. Um, I, I was brought up in a very esoteric home. So I kind of had experiences from a really young age that I thought was just more kind of, because my mum was a, a very well celebrated mystic and witch and we, we lived a very occult lifestyle. So I had experiences with, with orbs and in various other things from a very young age. And I just thought that was because my mum was a, a bit of a witch and a little bit different. And it was only when I kind of got to um, early teens, when we first got the internet and I stumbled across Area 51 and Roswell and, you know, these crazy chat rooms and started to become more educated on the, the wider phenomenon and that I was able to plug my experiences in as a child to what reading, you know, things I was reading and it's kind of followed me all the way through life. So I've, I've been having experiences which I attribute to them or the others or, you know, whatever, you know, that they go by since, you know, six or seven, maybe eight. And, and still to this day, the whack that I do, I'm still having experiences. So it's kind of just been a, a thread that's been part of my tapestry of life up to these 37 years I've been here for. That's amazing. You know, you're not going to get away with just saying you've had some experiences, right? We want to <laughs> hear what we're talking about here. Get, let's get into that, Holly. Come on, let's go there. What happened? So um, my first experience was when I was a small child and um, we didn't have like typical vacations because, you know, my mom was very different. She wasn't your average mom. So we were taking a vacation to the Salisbury Plain where Stonehenge is and Avebury Circle. And we were visiting ancient sites and we were spending time with um, some druids that my mum was working with and various other pagans and Wiccans and so forth. And we were invited up to a ritual um, on one of the chalk hot horses that's carved into the, the chalk hills adjacent to the Salisbury Plain and very magical, very ancient. And my my mom and all of these very mystical and magical people had gone up there to perform a rite for midsummer, summer solstice, which is the 21st of June, and a high holiday for those that follow the old ways. Anyway, so we were up there and they're all doing their thing. And mom had placed um, some kind of, magical apparatus in the eye of the horse and the the grown-ups had gone off to you know do their ritual and me and three other children just watched this this orange well I called it a glowing sun because I, I didn't know anything about orbs at that age came over from the distance and and, and traveled towards us and then occupied the space of this eye of the horse and as children, we were like, wow, our parents really are magical. Huh. And we just, I just thought it was attached to them. So it, it, it sounds crazy, but I wasn't too like disturbed by it. It was a very welcoming experience. And, you know, I be believe my mum to be this magical being. So it just kind of seemed normal to me. 
Wow. That was my first experience. Yeah. Um, and they, these orange orbs or burning suns, as I called them, these small, you know, small little suns, they just, they came to me when, when there was high emotive times or I, I, I failed an exam when I was 11. I didn't get into a, a high school that I really wanted to go to. And they appeared again at that moment when um, there was a death in my family, they appeared again. And they always seemed to coincide with high emotive times in my life. And that's something I'm still kind of exploring because, you know, there is a, my most recent personal experience was when I had had a really, really, really serious accident. I've, I've only just learned how to walk again. Um, and they appeared to me again when I was at the hospital outside. So they, they, they seem to have some interest in me and in, in, in how I'm doing, perhaps. How, how, would, you de- certainly went- how would you describe these okay. things? I, I'm just curious, like how big, you know, is it like, is it a consistent color glowing? What, how would you describe what you're seeing? When I was really little, they seemed really small, like basketball sized small. But I don't know if that's just my memory because I was really, because I'm quite a little person anyway, and I was really tiny as a child. But as an adult, when I've seen them, they have been, you know, car-sized sometimes. And often the, the most recent experience was they're always a very, very, um, almost like cartoon-esque orange color to me. Um, a very intense colour, and the colour has never seemed to change for me. It's always been a very, very intense orange colour. Almost not like sparkly, but like a lot, like 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 if I don't know how to explain it, and I I don't know if I use the right word. It's like a like it's like a fizzy. It like is it like a fizzy orange is the only way I can describe it. But they can be quite. When I was in hospital and when I looked out of the window and I often have an urge, like I, I know they're going to be there. And when that urge happens, I'm not like, oh, they're there. It's like, I have a knowing. We seem to be connected in some strange way, which I don't understand, but they, they you know, they can be as big as a car in the distance. And sometimes they can be a little smaller, but their color has always remained consistent. It's always been a, a very vibrant, flat, almost, I don't know if I do it justice, but they, they've always been very consistent. The size has changed as, I, as I've grown, but the colour's always been very vibrant, almost like I could feel the colour. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. It does, <laughs> it does. It, and others have witnessed this with you. Yeah, they have. Um when I was at the hospital, and this was probably July last year, I was in a very, you know, scared place emotionally. I was physically not knowing if I was ever going to walk again. And I was just not in a great spot. And I had this urge, and I, I said to the wonderful nurse, um, I, I want to be able to see the skies. And the hospital I was at was quite rural. It was near Wales. Um, so she opened the, the blinds for me. It was 
late at night. And she was like, but, but what do you want to, you know, why you want to see outside? And I was like, I, I just want to see outside, you know? And as I was sat in the bed and I kind of knew they would come and I didn't know if I wanted her in the room or not because people can get really weirded out by stuff like this, you know. Yeah. She's going to think, have we gave her too much morphine or pain relief? <laughs> like, what the heck? Like, oh, my God. Um, I kind of got rid of her quickly. Like, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. You Leave me be, I'm good. And um, I watched three of them in the distance. And I had this sense of, oh, I'm going to be okay. Because when they come to me, when I'm having this rough time, things change course after I've seen them. And I don't know if that's just me putting that together, but that's my experience. But the the nurse came back in and she went, what the heck was that? (laughs) And I was like, what? And she was like, is someone got a torch outside? Are they shining? Like she, she thought there was like people outside doing things they shouldn't be doing. Wow, so she saw it. Uh, We gotta get to our next break, but I wanna remind you guys to go to HeidiHollis.com and follow me on all social media at one Heidi Hollis and check out my YouTube channel, which is Heidi Hollis. You know what? I'm telling you guys, if you send me a message on social media, I do get back to you. I swear to you. And don't forget, every Friday, Dark Becomes Light is released. We always have a new episode coming out, so don't forget to like and subscribe. You can go to coasttocoastam.com and click podcast, and you will find my show listed right there or anywhere you listen to your podcast. All right, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with more Hollywood. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have Holly Wood from across the pond who is sharing quite an amazing story. Uh, You're saying you're in the hospital following a horrible accident and you can feel when these orbs are coming and the nurse got to witness it with you. That's amazing. So uh, I'll let you finish up. What was her reaction? She thought there was you know, guys or people outside shining torches into the room. And she was quite, as a caregiver, she was obviously thinking about like her patients. She was like, oh my goodness, you know, what is that? And I said, no, 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 that there's no one outside, no. And she's like, what? And I was like, what did you see? And she's like, that, that, those lights. I said, they'll, they'll be gone now, they'll be gone. And they were gone. <laughs> and. She was just like, oh, should I call security? And you could see she was getting a bit wound up because it was late at night. And I was, no, no, it's gone. It's fine. And she went about her business. And that night then changed the course of my recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, everything started to change from that night. Um, So, yeah, they, they do come. They come when I need them. And I do believe that there is a connection um, between them and myself. And that connection is what has informed the work that I do, um, you know, with, with, with the work I do over here in the UK with experiences and, and, you know, my network, my Christ network. So let's yeah. learn more about that. So human initiated contact events. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. Or experience. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's a phrase coined by the incredible, wonderful Dr. Joseph Bear. I was introduced to his works um, sometime ago. He was part of Dr. Stephen Greer's original team and um, he broke away for his own reasons, but he is a phenomenal guy. I, I you know, anyone should really check him out. Um, and he coined that phrase and, you know, Heiss has been very important to me because there's a lot of people who, who've had experiences here in the UK and there's people that want to try and establish contact maybe ha- after having experiences and you know dr joe's work spoke to me and made sense to me so somehow i don't quite know how i found myself at the forefront of leading a team here in the uk we've just actually come back from an expedition this friday um in which we've seen some orange orbs coincidentally we nice. were at an ancient stone circle yeah um, and so a lot of my work is around facilitating, you know, 
human initiated contact events experience. And what it really is, Heidi, it's about using our consciousness and it's a contact modality. So, you know, how um, similarly to how Dr. Stephen Greer uses C5 meditational protocols, it's very similar to that. And it's just a bit more of a broader stroke um, and less sort of greery, if that makes sense. Yeah, question for you with that. So oddly enough, I have called down several craft, right? And and I, this is before doing or hearing, I've never tried the CE5, um, uh, Dr. Greer, Mm -hmm. what's out there, but it was just a matter of, I knew they could hear me. And it's been so dramatic where I, me and my friends had to hit the dirt. I thought the craft was going to land on us. It was a triangular craft one time. And, uh, you know, I don't know what that is. And they, and they show up. I mean, it, it happens. Um, it's happened so many times now. I'm like, I, I don't know what that filter is. I don't know what that button is, but I know there's a connection. So do you find right. like yourself, you've got, you've seen these orbs, um, I see different types of craft that'll come and respond. It doesn't seem to be that there are people who just have that. And it's just easier to make that connection doing, you know, not even meditation. I've, I've sat there. I saw a bunch of weird lights in the sky and I'm like, well, since you guys are in the neighborhood, I've never seen a triangular craft before. Mind stopping down. You could have counted to three and the craft came down so fast. We were on our hands and knees. So what what do you think that is? What is that? Uh, what's happening with that? I believe, and, and and it was something that I picked up from Dr. Joe Joe's boy. He and uh, another wonderful guy, um, Ray Hernandez, really into their work. There's a school of thought that that people are primes. I think that's the the phrase that they use. And I think some of us have this natural, and it sounds so ego driven and. I wouldn't want anyone to to think that, but I think some of us have a natural connection to the cosmic intelligence and whatever this cosmic intelligence is, because we don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I think, yeah, I think some of us do have some link. And I think that link stems from, from birth for some of us, you know, my mom had the episodes of missing time when she was young. She never attributed it to, to them or ETs or craft or what have you. But I, I think they show an interest in, in some people from birth. And, you know, if that's a good or a bad thing, I do think certain people are connected. And and I will expand on that further because something else that's been really interesting me lately, I, I have neurodivergence. I have ADHD. I also have something called synesthesia in which sounds are colors inside of my brain. Same. And I'm finding... Anesthesia. Yeah, right. Yeah, same here. I'm a, we I always say it wrong. I I'm say a, it wrong. I'm right? a machine empath and uh mirror mirror touch yeah. and all yeah, so wild. Yeah. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, there we're we conversation. We're we're like, hold it. They come to you and you have synesthesia as well. Okay, got you. It's a we're sisters here. Crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm here for it. Amen to that. But awesome. you know what I think is really interesting, Heidi? So many people I speak to now, you know, you know, the work that I do, I speak to people all over the globe. So many people are a bit neurospicy and we're who and we're connected to the phenomenon. I don't think it's coincidence. We all have some level of neurodivergence and we've all got this connection to the phenomenon. Like, whoa, like I'm here for it. 
Right. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. I got goosebumps when you said right? I'm like, hold on. Yes. Da, da, da. Yes. Yeah. In fact, one of my good friends, she's one of the, the top like uh, science reporters in that field, uh, Maureen Seberg. And for 10 years, she wrote for Psychology Today only on synesthesia. And she interviewed me. I kept saying, look, I don't have that. I don't see colors. And I found through her process that I had one of the rarest forms, machine empath, and then, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. But there's like five of us she's found. And I'd never heard of this stuff. You know, it's it's just wild. So how intriguing. So a question for, for you with the, you know, the CE5, this process that you're doing, you say it's, it's a broader form that you're doing to reach out and have this meditational connection. But are you encouraging people to put a filter on it or are you just saying open up to anything that's out there? Because I don't know if it's all good. So what do, what do you do? Right. What, what's your process? This, this has been something I've been working on quite a lot recently. So my views changed um, after another experience I had. I'd always had very positive experience with these orbs. Um, but I had another experience that wasn't as positive. It wasn't scary. It wasn't terrifying, but it, it, it was different. And whatever came to me, they were different. And they, they it was not orbs, they, they were more beings. And, you know, it, it was different. And the message I, I took from that was, okay, instead of this standing in a field, you know, it's all going to be great. Let, let's call them in. Actually, who are we calling in? We don't know. And I have a responsibility to my fellow humans and my friends and the people that come to me to do this work that, okay, we've got to do this safely and we need to apply some discernment and we need to keep ourselves protected as much as possible. So now um, I, I'm less of the kind of C5 stood there thinking, you know, it's all going to be, you know, peaches and creams. We, we, we very much use a lot of grounding. We, and I believe intent plays a big role in this. And that was the message that stuck with me after that odd encounter was about intention. So the, the work that we do, our heist events now, we're big on intention. We, we make our intent known. We, we protect the space. I'm a big believer in energy work. We have energy workers that join us um, and we, we really try to keep ourselves grounded and protected. I appreciate your honesty. I really yeah. do. I, I appreciate your honesty. You don't know. Right, right. Because a lot of people are like, oh, Heidi, they're all, everything's love and light. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> and uh, I've met no, several people not. that have had issues after that. And you know, I'm not going to let you get away with, uh, again, <clears throat> you better tell us what happened. What was that, Holly? <laughs> what? what? What took place? Okay, okay, okay. Um, of course. Um, and I've only recently kind of started to unpack it myself. Um, I'm, I've been practicing medication since I was a wee kid. Um, I meditate every day. Um, sometimes I can five minutes. Sometimes if, you know, mum life allows, I could, you know, do three hours, five hours. I can meditate all day, you know, if, if I have the time. And I'd um, been doing some of some really deep meditation and I'd been playing with some of the gateway tapes from the Monroe Institute who I adore the Monroe Institute. I've recently just come back from um, doing a bit of work with them. But anyway, I was 
doing a lot of really deep meditation um, and some types that aren't my usual. And I was in this deep meditation and um, I awoke and my, my kid wasn't here. I was alone. I awoke to beings around my person. There was several of them. Um, I couldn't move. Um, I wasn't scared, but I was startled because I couldn't move. And they seemed to be over me. And I was thinking, whoa, you know, am I dreaming? What the heck is this? I, I, it was just a weird moment of time. I fell off my body. I, I could feel myself breathing. I could feel my heartbeat. I knew that I was in my home. Um, it was late at night and it, it was daytime when I started meditating, so it was dark, so that was confusing. And there were several beings. And, and there was a, there was, yeah, they, they showed up. We've got to get to our next break. I want to hear the rest of this after because this is getting good. All right, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back with more Hollywood. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have Holly Wood, who was getting into some really interesting details regarding all these beings that you woke up to. I'm curious what they look like. Did you get a good look at them? They were like my human brain can only process it is they looked like blue-ish triangular triangle light things. That's as good as it's getting. I don't know what that means. Wow. They were light, triangly, bluey-ishy. And I remember thinking, what the blazers? Wow. What? How'd you and get then out I there? was left. That's amazing. Well, I kind of went, it felt like I was falling, but I was on my bed. And I felt like I was falling back. <clears throat> and then I woke up, like my eyes opened. And I was like, okay, well, what the heck? My dog was whimpering in the corner. I've got a small dog, Tilly. She was wouldn't move. I mean, would not move. Um, hours had gone by. It was like, like, I think like 2 a.m. So I'd lost loads of time. And then I had a series of like messages in my head. And I was left with phrases that, um, I, it's not something I would want to repeat yet, but I was left with a couple of phrases in my head that were like, not my, they were not my phrases. They were not my words. So that was really interesting. So from that point, that's when I thought, okay. And the messages were, were positive messages. They were not, you will die or anything like that. It was, they were just, it was not my message. It, it was crazy. It was wild. Yeah. And it was at that point where I thought, okay, yes, I am, you know, working with people to, you know, vector them in, but we've got to do this a bit more safely. We've yeah. got to do this with good intention. So that it just changed course a little bit. So, you know, they have helped to inform my my future decisions. Again, are they looking after me? Are they, you know, they were completely different to the orbs. They, they, it, it, it was different, but I've not seen them since. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So uh, yeah. in seeing something like that and, you know, uh, being a person who's dedicated to meditating, bravo, because I sure can't do that. I just take a nap. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible. I can't meditate for nothing. Um, but what uh, other experiences have you had alongside of that? Because I find people have seen something alien related. They've also had poltergeists or ghostly things going right. on. Have you had anything like that? We grew up in a house that had ghosts, you know, so stuff like that's always kind of followed me. Um, my, my late mom has passed now and, you know, my kettle turns on at the same time every day in the morning. And I know it's just her letting me you know she's here. Um, but high strangeness does seem to follow me. I'm a bit of a calamity. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> just put it lightly. Um, yeah. So, and, and, and that's why I, I do focus not just on the UAP thing or UFO thing. You know, a lot of the work, um, I'm bringing out an app soon um, that is called part of my company, Investigate the Unknown. And our app is called Nano, Project Nano. And the app will um, enable people to look at all, investigate all aspects of the phenomena. Because like you, you've just said, Heidi, with my experiences with orbs and beings and all of that stuff, I do have a lot of crazy things and wild things happen of high strangeness around me too. 
in the paranormal sense. And I believe that happens to a lot of people. So I'm trying to, to put an app into people's hands that allows them to maybe make sense and to follow, collect the data and share their experiences and testimony and images and videos all on one sort of social science platform. So, you know, I think high strangeness is definitely plugged into the wider phenomenon for sure. And anyone who thinks that it isn't, like, I just don't get that because it's all one bit. It's all connected from stone circles to, you know, cryptids to things that go bump in the night to poltergeist activity to, you know, C5 stuff to seeing craft. It's all connected. And absolutely. I think people should know that, right? Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, it. I don't see how anybody could put a division. I, I've sat in rooms with ghost hunters who are making fun of UFO people. And I'm like, come on, guys, really? Right. This is all, we're all in the same basket. I mean, shadow people, I, I put them in the category of, of being alien related. But yes, they cross over to the mm. paranormal as well. So, you know, these things are, are absolutely crossing over. And it confuses people. So bravo to you with your efforts. Now you're also doing other cool projects. You have a YouTube series coming out and what else is happening? You're, you're just so busy. <laughs> I'm a busy girl. Well, the benefits of neurodiversity, hey, we, we don't, I don't sleep. Um, yeah. So we are, we are just about to start filming um, a docu-series on YouTube called The Thread. And we will be investigating all aspects of the phenomenon right across the, across the British Isles. Um, we've got some ancient places here and we really want to peel back the layers of what's going on in, in a bit of a, um, in a different way than there's been done before. So we're kicking off with that um, on the 1st of July, we start filming. Um, gosh, I have so much going on. We have the app coming out really soon. That's for global release, Net Project Nano. And then I'm also um, pulling together more heists type events and hopefully and I shouldn't even be talking about it yet but hey why not we are in planning stages of the UK's first contact camp so we'll be housing or hosting an over uh, a couple of days camp in the Welsh countryside wonderful um, oh I want to go yeah so busy <laughs> busy of course you'd sure. be our esteemed guest of course oh man if that's the case I <laughs> will be there honestly I've always wanted to go Wow, that's exciting. And you know, it's so much is happening over here in the United States when it comes to this topic. But I've always said from the beginning, it's like when they changed the name from UFO to UAP, I knew they were up to no good. Yeah. I'm like, hold on, you know, right. us wackies have been doing this for a long time. We say UFOs, <laughs> you're trying right? to re rebrand it and rebrand us. And, and then <laughs> over here, they create a UFO task force. And then we get a whistleblower that tells on himself and he works with them. You know, hold it. But you guys are wow. supposed to tell us the truth, you know? So I just, um, I don't have a whole lot of faith. I have faith in people like you, people that are out in the trenches that have experienced things mm -hmm. and are putting the, the efforts and, and they're, uh, you know, and, and pulling people together. This is how we get things done. And this is how we can trust. Um, you know, I, my right. father was involved in the government and doing certain things. I had no idea. That's how good they are at keeping secrets. So, <laughs> you know, we can't figure them out under the same roof. Where are we going with this? So mm. I'm, I'm curious, where where are you hoping all of this latest like spin and news is, is going? You know, I've been in public relations for 15 years and controversially, I've always believed that disclosure, there's a plan. 
Um, I I see it being drip fed the way it has. Um, I think you know what 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 David Grish has come out with, and you know it, it's it's wow. Um, I think he's a very brave guy to be doing what he's doing. Um, yes. I just called my new kitten Grushi, so that you know that <laughs> that is anything. I think he's very brave yeah, <laughs> to, he to do what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there is a plan for disclosure, and I, I don't I, I don't care if people you know I'm really on my vibe about this. I think there is a things are it's too coincidental the timing of things. And I think there is a plan and I think that plan is playing out. And, you know, only a couple of days ago, a, a skeptic to me was like, oh, my goodness, this guy's come out and it's it's in the Guardian, an, an English broadsheet paper. And I'm like, yeah, but we've all been talking about some of this stuff for the past, you know, couple of decades. <laughs> so I think it's fantastic that that now it's hitting more mainstream. I think he's a real brave guy. Um I know more is about to come out, but yeah. um, I do think this is planned. And you, one wonders what the next part of the PR plan to inform humanity. That, that this, a, you know, that we are alone. I, I wonder what the next thing is, but I do believe it's planned. Yeah, that's a that's coming from a PR marketer to another PR marketer saying, "I see you. I see the plan <laughs> coming forward." <laughs> well, we've got like Absolutely. a minute. We've got like a minute left, Holly. I want people to uh, find a way. How can they get a hold of you and listen to your show? Oh, you can. Um, Twitter is probably my main stomping ground. So you can get me on Twitter. You can follow me at, at that UAP girl. That's me. Um, that's where I tend to share most of my stuff. It's my main medium. So yeah, Twitter is where you can find me. Otherwise, it's me on a broomstick flying around fields. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the program. And I hope I do get to meet you next year at this event. That would be I'd a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank you so much, Holly Wood, for coming on today. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. It was my absolute pleasure. And for those of you who do not know, every other episode, I am taking your emails, your stories, and giving some level-headed advice right here from somebody who's been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I'm trying to help others do the same thing. So from shadow people to Bigfoot, all of it, send me your emails. Go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me your stories. Give me all the details. And also, don't forget, reach out to me on social media at one Heidi Hollis. That is a one in front of H-E-I-D-I-H-O-L-L-I-S and say hello. I will respond. People are always surprised by that. And check out my paranormal comic strip, The Outlanders. That is on Instagram, at The Outlanders. And then there's TheOutlanders.com. I'm telling you, it's the silliest thing that I've ever created, and I'm having a ball with it. (laughs) And uh, you know what? YouTube. YouTube YouTube.com forward slash Heidi Hollis. And check out my many many videos on there and the newest because I am dishing out the next level on shadow people one story at a time because it is uh, it's time and for those of you who do not know I am the person that first named and defined and actually trademarked two paranormal phenomena Uh, but it's not all paranormal it's actually connected to the UFOs and that is shadow people and hat man yeah 
Yeah, somebody actually started that. That would be me. Um, <laughs> just naming the devil in the world today, making my parents proud. But you guys, don't forget, every Friday, check out the latest episode. You come to the bottom of another fabulous program. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, starting May 6th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.